Hello, and welcome to Fortune's Wheelhouse, a podcast about esoterics and the tarot. I'm Susie Chang, and my co-host is Mel Moline. As you know, if you've been listening, we're going on a journey through the symbolic imagery you find on the 22 major arcana of the tarot. But we'd really love to do the minor arcana as well. Actually, Mel and I first connected over email because we were both obsessing about hidden connections in the minor arcana, like... What does it mean that the Seven of Swords is moon in Aquarius? And how does that change your interpretation? If you know the High Priestess is related to the moon and the star is related to Aquarius, what do the High Priestess and the moon have to do with the Seven of Swords? We have a lot to say about the Minor Arcana, in some ways, maybe even more than we've had to say about the Majors. And we promised each other that we'd make the time to do episodes on the Minors if we reached our Patreon goal for Fortune's Wheelhouse. And now we're finally closing in on that goal. If just 25 to 30 more patrons at the $3 level sign up, we'll make it. And this wild, wonderful journey will continue right on through from the Ace of Wands to the King of Discs, or Pentacles, if you wish. And if you become a patron, there are all these extra features you can get at the different levels, from early access to the shows to patron-only articles, access to the 78 Playlist Tarot Music Project, one-card readings from us, and, 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 a chance to win our weekly giveaways. In fact, we calculate that if we meet our goal, every single patron at the $3 level or above will end up winning something over the course of this podcast. It's not just a way of supporting a podcast you love, and it's not just that Fortune's Wheelhouse is an education in tarot. When you sign up as a patron, you're signing up for a chance for us to give back to you, because whether you know it or not, you are a hero of the astral plane, and we're here to honor and celebrate that. So please go to www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse and sign up. And give us a chance to thank you in our own way for being the amazing person that you are. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse. So for this week's episode, of course, we're talking about death. And Mel and I are going to the dark side with our giveaways. I'm offering a Dark of the Moon Arcana case. That's one of my most popular sellers. It's black silk inside and out. Very, very traditional especially for old school readers who feel that your deck really should only touch black silk. It's perfect. And Mel is offering a set of the black and white majors of her Tabula Mundi Nox et Lux edition. They are spectacular, and I almost envy the lucky stiff who gets them. See what I did there? Okay. And now, with no further ado, here's this week's episode. Okay, it's the moment you've been waiting for. We dun, are dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We are here with the unnamed card, the scythe, the child of the great transformer, the lord of the gates of death. <laughs> I did a little you research talk about that name. Well, yes, but first I want to talk a little bit about not having a name, which it doesn't yeah. in the uh, in the Marseille decks. Uh, I was trying to do some research last night to figure out why Coward. that was the case. Was it simply fear, superstition, discomfort, not wanting to write the word death? Nobody really knows. I mean, I've seen some uh, some conjectures that it's just that on the Marseille deck, the, the scythe sweeps really low to the ground of the, you know, to the bottom of the card. It's basically right up flush against the bottom border of the card. And if you wanted to put a label there, you'd have to reproportion it or cut it off or whatever, because the, the skull of death goes right to the top of the card. It fills the whole thing. Anyway, it looks badass without the name and maybe it made people take it a little more seriously. There is something about when you see that card, when you're using a Marseille deck, you throw it down. It's got no words on it. And you're just like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, even though you know better. So anyway, so you want to talk about the Hermetic title? 
Yeah, Child of the Great Transformers. What do you, what, what do you <laughs> think of that? We need some Transformer music. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Great Transformers. So that sounds, I don't know, it sounds kind of like a Scorpio res- reference to me because of, you know, Scorpio being the sign of transformation. But which Transformers I are they talking about? referring to, it's like a lot of these titles, they're referring to the path. So mm-hmm. if, you know, mm. we'll be jumping right into the... Kabbalah here in that it, this path is between Tiferet and Netzach. So mm-hmm. this is the very first path that's below that central Sephira Tiferet. Mm-hmm. And so the Transformers are is everything above that. <laughs> Tif- Tiferet, okay. and, Tiferet and up. Tiferet All, and the, up. The Transformers, because below that you have the more mundane mm-hmm. world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get down to the sort of... Uh, so this is the first card beneath that, thus the child of mm-hmm. the great transformers, that whole upper section mm-hmm. of the tree. So uh, the child, the scion, the offspring, the, the, shoot, low, yes. the shoot that's low down towards the earth and getting oh, increasingly... The shoot. That's interesting because, you know, the letter noon means mm, fish, mm. but another... It's also called the sprout, or to sprout. Oh, to, yes. To grow and to yes. sprout. Yes. So that's kind well, of Well, we'll talk about that neat. much more, I think, because I think there are a lot of um, themes of multiplying and of fertility. Uh, we talked a little bit about that with the hanged man, the difference between the hanged man and death um, being on either side of death. Um, I think that his his title, The Lord of the Gates of Death, is interesting because it's Exactly opposite to the devil's Lord of the Gates of Matter, which is right. parallel, uh, you know, across from it symmetrically on the right. tree. So birth and death. Yeah. The, the two gates. Something the, like the, that. <laughs> the gate of death and the gates of matter. Right. Plus it just sounds cool. It does sound badass. <laughs> I think I want to get a t-shirt that says Lord of the Gates of Matter. I know. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> Going back to that, mm-hmm. you know, the great transformers being above and the, then you have that first shoot off of there mm-hmm. and being being death. So death being a release mm-hmm. of everything below. Mm-hmm. All that mundane mm-hmm. worldly stuff and then right. then you're going getting going up into the you right. know, the higher realms. So yeah, let's since we can't seem to keep away from it, let's just head straight into Kabbalah, why don't we? Oh, so yeah. so it's uh it's put your Kabbalah as you were hat saying, on. Put, your <laughs> put on your Keter crown and your Kabbalah hat. And by the way, I should reiterate that we have fantastic Kabbalah material on the website. So if when we're talking about this stuff, you're just like rolling your eyes and saying, What right. on earth are they talking about? And not have, all the material on there is, you know, patron only material. There's right. also so free material for anyone. So please go there and check it out. Mel wrote an amazing Kabbalah article for beginners there that, you know, explains all of these sephirot that we're talking about. It has a diagram of the tree. It's It really, really helps you get right into it. Um, so don't be intimidated and just dive in. You won't be sorry. Okay. So, uh, so as you were saying, the path is between Tiferet, the solar heart. Uh, of the tree. Yeah, it's it's the on the path of the flaming sword. On so from six to seven, mm-hmm. the first one that goes below mm-hmm. six. Exactly. So Netzach is seven, Tiferet is six. The path of the flaming sword is the zigzag that goes from the top of the tree and uh, not every And connects path. them in order one, two, three, exactly. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Because of that, not every single path is on the flaming Correct. path because for example, you know, the um the the path from Tifereth to Hod, like the devil's path is not on it. Right. So, but that is supposed to be a path of creation, uh, that zigzag flash or the lightning flash. And the Hebrew letter associated with it, as we were saying, is Nun, uh, which means fish. Wow, there is so much to talk about when it comes to Nun and fish. <laughs> Let's see. You want to talk uh, Sephirot first or you want to talk uh, Nun first? I guess Nun since she's okay. so much there. We there's might so well much there. Try to... Okay, here we go. <laughs> first of all, fish live in the water. It's a water sign. It's Scorpio. And if you look on the Thoth card... Uh, we have, um, 
Let's see. There's a fish. There is there. a fish. Where is that fish? It's behind his oh, yes. spine. Oh, yes. Oh, it's, I love this death card. Can I, I do too. It's, it's, yeah. It's like one of my favorite death cards in the world. I just I think it's so elegant. I always love the death card in every deck for mm-hmm. some reason, even though mm-hmm. I'm not really goth or morbid, but mm-hmm. I love the death card, but this is my favorite death card of all. It's so, there's something about the elegance and the geometry and the dance and the motion yeah. in it. That's, and you see, this card is supposed to be the Hebrew letter, um, if you look in uh, Wang's book, you know how mm-hmm. he associates a word with all the single letters and uh, two words with the double letters mm-hmm. is movement. Movement, and yeah. This card, mm-hmm. Crowley's card and Harris's card, shows that movement so much better than the weight card look, that looks very like it kind looks of quite ri- rigid and static. And it I mean, he's of, progressing, I mean, but he it's is, not a dance. His horse is picking, but it's, there's not a lot of movement there. It captures that like the the idea that this is a constant cycle. It just goes. Yeah. ceaselessly and you can see of transformation and transmutation mm-hmm. and that you know and the fish itself has to move all the time you know it's can't just lie in a bed like we do yeah. on the couch watching tv but you, I, I just think that yeah, they can't breathe if they don't move right right that's sharks that's sharks i think i don't yeah. know but even a you know no, they fish can hang can in the still, water but they still you know they're not actually ever in one place because the water doesn't hold them in one place the way the earth supports us in one place. Anyway, so if you're looking for the fish, it's an extraordinarily beautiful color, I think, um, sort of an indigo blue, mm. and it's behind the backbone of of the, the death skeleton in the thought card. livid indigo blue in the uh, <laughs> color scales. Livid, huh? Livid indigo blue. <laughs> curious. Yes. Not what curious. I would have guessed, but okay, so there's a fish. Yep, and he's kind of got the snake coiled around him. And there are other meanings. I was looking up meanings of Nun last night, and there are many besides right. fish. Um, one of them is uh, descendants, you know, um, be fruitful and multiply. And you could think of that as, you know, another life-death thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Sprouting and growing being another one. And mm-hmm. again, descendants could be like on the family tree, mm-hmm. you know, like a mm-hmm. sprout off or scion off of that Mm -hmm. um another one is kingship and another one is falling so there's almost like this opposition of the two of like this the moment of uh of domination over matter and the moment Mm -hmm. of falling from it like right before you fall asleep yeah 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 sensation right before you die to the world for another night (laughs) There's also uh, a river in the back of the death card in the Wade Smith. Yeah, so, with a boat. Yeah, a and ship. a boat on it. So uh, I, I sometimes think of um, this card, the whole because Crowley calls it life moving through the waters, mm-hmm. and then in the in the Wade Smith card, there's that boat in the river, mm-hmm. and I think of the song "Row, Row, Row Your Boat mm-hmm. Gently mm-hmm. Down the Stream." <laughs> well, it's interesting. Life is but a dream. Life is but a dream. <laughs> It, the river is not only the place where the fish lives, but also, you know, I myself have always had this uh, vision as I go to sleep of going down to the river and getting in a boat. Literally every night I go down the shore and I get into the boat. It's not always the same boat, but it's always the same scene. And this to me, that this is the sleep that is the sibling of death. The closest we'll get besides a sneeze or an orgasm. <laughs> Thanks, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> Until the big day. Until the big D. Death, the not-so-final frontier. (laughs) Okay. um, Let's see. And as far as the path goes, oh, can I tell you about this cool thing I'm trying with paths lately? I'm trying this thing that I learned originally, a version of it in, I think, Marcus Katz's Secret of the Waitsmith Tarot or something, where... What he did was he would suggest that you use like the three horizontal paths, the empress, lust, strength, and and the tower to negotiate between two and three, between four and five, and between seven and eight as cards. Um, You know, the idea that that sort of creates the bridge. uh, Yeah, bridge between them. So I thought, you know, what if you could do that between other numbers as well? So I thought... You know, and I tried this with all the ones we were talking about today, but I thought it was especially interesting going between six and seven. I'll pull out my sixes and sevens. We'll be at sixes and sevens. So if you go from 
Uh, here, I'll just throw all of my sixes down. If you go from six to seven in any of the cards, and I just pulled out my Wade Smith cards, and you guys who are listening might want to try this, you notice certain differences between all of the six cards and all of the seventh cards. So like all of the six cards have that sort of Tiferet balance, uh, that sort of uh, purpose about them. There's a practical application. There's uh, trying to, I don't know, there's a sense of community or like other people in the six cards, whereas the seventh cards are all single figures. They're all like acting on their own. Netzach card is uh, one of victory and endurance, right? So there's that that feeling of seeking and and trying to make something happen. So I think of like, suppose you put the death card as sort of a, a way between those two. I, I kind of think of like, you know, for example, if you take the seven of swords going to the six of swords and you imagine the death card between them, I think of that as sort of being like, so you have this agenda, you're thinking of yourself, you're trying to get a thing done, you know, for number one. But when you go through the death card to the six card, there's a realization you have to give that up mm-hmm. and you have to go somewhere to take right. care of others, take care of yourself, you know, move on. And I feel like there's a little bit of that in each pair of seven and six. So it's something you the can... sevens being more of an emotion, emotional mm-hmm. realm. It's mm-hmm. giving up that, you know, desire nature yeah. to achieve yeah. balance of the sixes. Yeah, you can really see that in the seven of cups and the six of cups, too, which is interesting to do because they're both Scorpio. It's like a, the too. death it would be the surrender mm-hmm. of the desire nature in order to achieve balance. Of the the or, world of Maya, the yeah, world of illusion yeah. in order to achieve balance. And it's, yep. a, it's just an interesting thing to try with your sevens and sixes. Um, anyway, while we're talking about seven, six and paths, and oh, and I also wanted to bring up that scene in Promethea. So do you remember this? So Promethea is this wonderful ca- comic by extended comic by um, Alan Moore. Alan Moore is, and it was it's awesome. It's fantastic. Mel actually has it. Um, it's it was actually a talismanic work, wasn't it, or an extended sigil or something? I mean, it's magical. It's definitely magical. It's definitely magical, and it follows a heroine's journey basically up the tree and uh, she goes and I'm just remembering this because she travels the flaming the path of the flaming sword doesn't she yeah I believe so yeah and as she does that she passes from seven to six from Netzach to Tiferet with her companion and they're saying to each other you know they they get on the path and they see like this cartoony death figure in front of them and they're like well you know it's a symbolic death it won't hurt at all, you know, we're just going to go through it. And then next frame, they're like lying dismembered. Right, right. <laughs> Looking back at themselves somehow. What happened? <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> so, you know, don't underestimate death is, is the message here. You really do have to give something up in order to ascend the tree, in order to uh, achieve self-knowledge, which, or the knowledge and conversation of your holy guardian angel in, in Tiferet. The ascension is not without sacrifice. So, oh, we should probably talk. Oh, wait, what's alchemy? The alchemy of fish. Have we looked at? um, Have we seen all of the Netzach Hode references in both cards in terms of the imagery? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Um, uh, Sorry, not Netzach Hode. Netzach Tiferet. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. So the weight card's got a sun on it. So that's a solar Tiferet Mm -hmm. um, reference. Um, And you could kind of. If you liked, I have other explanations for this, but you could see the, uh, the, the graceful maiden in the corner as a Venus figure, maybe. Yep. So, or an Empress figure, because I figure. see, mm-hmm. uh, the mystic rose there on Death's flag in the right yes. weight card is a, isn't kind of yes. Empress. It certainly is. I mean, and that's, uh, of- I've heard it suggested that it, there are both, you know, there's this repetition of five as a number of Venus. Um, right. There are many numbers of Venus, but this is one. But of it's them. also a number of Mars for right Gibora. for Gibora right. exactly. Right. So, you, so and, there's a, and that's life, the ruler death, of Scorpio, creation, destruction, Mars and Venus. Yeah. Right, so they're both present in this card, um, and it's a white rose. So I think yeah, you know, alchemically of the phase of albedo that follows Negrito, mm-hmm. Negrito, um, mm-hmm. the blackening mm-hmm. phase. So mm-hmm. it's like a a washing pure 
you know, mm-hmm. after the putrefaction of the death card right. comes this right. more pure phase mm-hmm. of uh, whiteness. Mm-hmm. Symbolic. Wa- symbolic, yeah, symbolic washing um, from the the burnt phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bla- well, blackened, rotten phase, I guess you well, call it. Well, that's interesting, you know, it's because on my way here, I was listening to a completely non-occult podcast. Mm, I can't remember if it was criminal or something else. Anyway, and it was talking, it was a podcast about implicit bias. And it was talking about how. Yeah, I often think of that, you know, that, the, the, right. the blacks somewhat, sometimes being negative or. Right. And right. white being clean. Which and, we see. And of course, that's throughout really the deck, offensive. Which is, which is really offensive if it affects the way. Right. We instinctively act towards people. And one of the things that I've, I've, uh, tried to teach myself in dealing with the color black in the tarot is to, you know, the idea that it's fertility, potential, right. black soil, you know, when, I mean, the idea that when it's. I see Bina, I mean, that's right. the, the, one of the, the highest goals. I mean, in a very beautiful. Right, right. So, you know, Whenever I have someone in a reading who looks at the black flag of death or the black, uh, black armor cl- or the black armor <laughs> or like on the five of cups, the black cloak, and they have this horrible reaction, I I always make a point of saying break that association of black with bad because right. it's not a real thing. This is something that's um, well. When I see the black and the white, in to- especially together, like in the White Smith card, I always think of the Supernals, you know, mm-hmm. Bina and Keter, mm-hmm. and you know. The that you return need them the, yeah back both. to spirit right 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 that you have to go through that you have to have you have to have potential for things to grow you have to have night in order to have day you have to have sleep in order to have waking all of those dualities are in there and actually i'd love to talk more about um well white and black in both of these cards because uh there's some pretty stark contrasts and uh you know, I, I think the black armor and the black skeleton are particularly interesting because, um, first of all, it could be a Bina reference, the black skeleton, the idea that or, it, that, what's that? Or Saturn. Or Saturn, yeah. And Which the, is also in this card, but we'll, yeah, well, I think, you know, that's part of it. The idea that Saturn represents the structure of things, right, the bones of things, there's literally. A lot to say about Saturn, but, the yeah. black armor also makes me think of when I see armor, I think of Mars and mm-hmm. I'm like a martial quality. Mm-hmm. And Mars is the uh, card, the planet that, that rules, rules cl- classically that rules, rules Scorpio. Scorpio. Right. And plus the fact that death is like unconquerable. And you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's really interesting. You know, I, somebody pointed out in one of the texts, and I can't remember which, that the, the, the armor protects nothing, right? Because he doesn't have anything to protect. So it is bones. instead bones, but it's a, it's a, the armor he wears is a mark of service. It's his, it's his job. It's his duty to be the reaper. And he's wearing his uniform, right? <laughs> I think there's a Saturday, Saturday night live skit about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Death, death doing his job. Or death's just doing his job, you know? And, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, that's a, that black armor is, uh, I don't know. There's something very honorable about it to me. You know, the idea that you wear this thing you don't need at all. And even when we don't see armor, we often see him in a, as a hooded figure in black, right? Right. And there's always right. some element that. So another Saturn. Yeah, the reference. scythe. So the with scythe. the scythe. Yeah, the Saturn thing is also could bring back Bina and Malkuth, the, mm-hmm. uh, the blackness, the mother and the daughter. The, mm, yes. The, the mortal and the immortal, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Death on a pale horse. This is why I brought my Bible with me today. So, um, so let's see the white horse. Let's see. Re- this is Revelation six. We want, and I'll just read that real quick. This is the scene with the seven seals and the opening of the seals. That is the undoing of the world and the apocalypse. So, um, I and I chapter six verse one. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as if as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, come and see. So our four beasts again. Verse two, and I saw and behold a white horse and he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given unto him and he went forth conquering and to conquer. 
And then we go on to Revelations 8, and it says, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So this vision of death is sort of a vision of death in Revelation 6 as a conquering hero, and which we see more, you know, I mean, that's kind of what it looks like in the Wade Smith card, where he has these four figures before him, and they all are, you know, the, the implication is no matter who you are, you're, uh, you can't, you can't stand before death. You will fall before death. I've also heard that these, um, four figures are a tetragrammaton reference, maybe. Could be. There's um, two male and two female. There's two male and two female. Um, so the, uh, the, the yod would be the, um, the guy in the, the hat there. Um, maybe. I'm not really sure. I mean, it's the like. The slain one would be the son and then the mother and daughter there, perhaps. The, could uh, be. Could be. I mean, letters. there's a couple different ways to do it. I mean, I've also seen it suggested that this is, this is the strength, uh, um, woman. You know, she looks exactly like the woman on the strength same card nighty. from weight. Same nighty, same headgear, you know, so there could be a fire reference there. Uh, the, um, king could be a yod. I don't know. So you, you got yeah. to bring in the Bible, so I have to bring in <laughs> something that semi-conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so in Book of Thoth, he, he's, he says that the death card is the original secret male creative god. And then after that, he says very cryptically, Rediant Saturnia Regna. <laughs> which is Latin for the kingdom of Saturn returns. Oh, interesting. So if you Google that phrase, yeah. just to see what comes up, you get a whole big thing <laughs> oh on, God. it comes from, it comes from, um, a poem of, uh, Virgil's, mm -hmm. he's a Roman poet, and it, it refers, so if you look at the Great Seal of the United States on mm -hmm. the, the back of it on the bill, you got the eye and yeah. the triangle again, yeah. like we've yeah, seen yeah. in the last card, the hangman and, um, Fortune. And in fortune, yeah. So, and it says under it, Novus Ordo Secorum, New Order of the Ages, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that comes from this poem, and and if that's where also this, the kingdom of Saturn returns comes mm. from. So it says, now comes the final era of the Sibyl's sons. The great order of the ages is born afresh, and now justice returns, or the kingdom of Saturn returns is how it's really supposed to be translated. So it's the great order of the ages is born afresh and the kingdom of Saturn returns. Now a new lineage is sent down from high heaven. Wow. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like <laughs> he just, he just throws it in there, you know, radiant Saturnia Regna, the kingdom of Saturn <laughs> That's returns. For you. It's just like and then he leaves you down there. a wormhole and you, you, you <laughs> end up on the great seal of the United States some, somehow. <laughs> it always works out that way somehow or other um i forgot there's one more fish reference that because of, we were talking about these four figures so that bishop's miter that's a fish head miter and um oh come on it's not a phallic symbol <laughs> it is i think it's literally called a fish head miter because it looks like a fish's open mouth and because of the christian reference to christ as the fish Oh, the ictos. The ictus, the Jesu Christu Theos. Uh, sorry, I'm going to do this right this time. Jesu Christu Theo Huios Soter, which means Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior. Ictus. So that's a nota recon of the letters. And yep. Ictos. Fish. Fish. Yeah, ictus. And hence the fish head miter. <laughs> it does seem kind of ridiculous, but, but that's, uh, that's supposed to be on purpose. Well, it's kind of cool that death follows the hanged man because the fish coming out of the water. Yeah, the fish coming out of the water, exactly. Cool. We've got the the Osiris um helmet. Oh yes, yeah. so in the, the Thoth card. card. Right. And yeah. you know, the whole Osiris underwater, you know, mm -hmm. Osiris in the waters of Amanti or the Duat where the sun god battles the serpent of chaos or <laughs> stories of that nature. Mm-hmm. So this is the Atef so he's, crown. He's, he's stirring up the waters. You can see with his with his scythe, and those bubbles are rising with you know forms of new life within. Yeah. Him. 
So this is really interesting. I mean, we talked in the um, Hanged Man about the idea of sacrifice, um, the sacrifice that precedes death. But here we have the death that precedes life. We have the moment of death releasing resources and nutrients to create new life. And we remember that he's not just the killer, but the reaper. He's reaping a harvest so that to nourish the next generation to come. Mm. Right. That's his, the scythe is, is the end of the one cycle and the beginning of next. Right. It's kind of a, meant to be a willing death, mm -hmm. you know, the self-slain in purpose of truth so that you can be transmuted into this new form. Yeah, and that sort of reminds me of something we haven't talked about, which is also a connection between uh, hanged man and death, which is that, you know, in so many agrarian societies, there was a, a human sacrifice, a willing mm. sacrifice to ensure the good harvest. So right. there's like that connection between the two. Long live the king. The king is dead. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And we haven't yet talked about the three scorpionic yes, creatures it's time in to the talk Crowley curve. About Scorpio, isn't it? Yeah. In fact, I can't believe we got this far without talking about Scorpio any further. So we've talked about the ruler of Scorpio being Mars. Uh, Venus happens to be in detriment, but we still see... Venus references. Right. It's Pluto in the modern astrology, True. but in classical True. terms, Mars and, was the... And the ruler. reason that we tend to talk about the classical planets in this podcast is because they those are the ones that are uh, threaded throughout the deck astrologically, and be sure to read Mel's astrology article to get a get a handle on that. Uh, the moon is in fall in Scorpio, but I don't think we see any particular references to that. Unless you want to count the scythe blade. <laughs> yes, the scythe blade, like a crescent moon. Like a crescent oh, moon. I kind of like that. Okay. All right. So, um, Oh, you know what? There is a moon reference in is here. There? Look at the very right-hand corner, <gasps> the poppy pod. Oh, I was going oh, to say something completely different, but okay. What do you got? Wait, wait, wait. Where's but the there's poppy, a poppy pod? pod? See? That's, uh, that's a poppy pod. Uh, let me look in the actual card. Yeah, look in the look in the card. That's a poppy pod. Oh, it's so it is. And uh, that's, a yeah. that's a lunar, definite lunar uh, reference. Yeah. Poppies. Yeah, the opium, opium and, uh, and, uh, yeah. the sleep. The sleep yeah. of death. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, so I was going to say, and a, there's mm -hmm. over there. See, there's a mm -hmm. lily over there, and then there's the opium. Yes, and the lily thing. hasn't. Now I don't really see it. Do you see that? There's is there? There's supposed to be an omega. I don't I see, see the it. Omega. Do you on, see the omega? I don't, the lily is, has you know sort of like a capital A alpha form. Yeah, exactly. but I can see the omega. Okay. It's right here. See, well, it's supposed to be the alpha and omega. And see, look, it's yeah. sort of on its side. Oh, okay, so there it is. Yeah, I see it now. Like a horseshoe. Yeah. All right. But what I was what I was saying oh about is that on the way card we have the towers of the moon right in here there's the moon exactly we have the towers of the moon um on the right side where the sun is setting it's uh it's setting or rising if you like and with that um, little behind the moon's it looks like towers a city there doesn't it it does actually or something hmm. yeah so so there are moon references of the moon in fall which is you know sort of appropriate for the death card i guess so, um, so anyway, we were talking about Scorpio. Scorpio. Yeah. So, and Scorpio and death are, you know, not every single, uh, zodiac sign is a great match, but this is one of the best, mm. don't you think? Because, yeah. you know, Scorpio rules the eighth house of death and transformation and sex. And, you know, and here we, sh we see that. And taxes. Um, and taxes. Like <laughs> <laughs> you wish Join you were resources. dead. <laughs> 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 it's the house of the inevitable, I guess. <laughs> so, um, so, so one of the important things about Scorpio is that it has three forms because it is the sign of transformation, right? So what's right. the base form of the of snake? Yeah. The snake is the base form. Or the scorpion. I mean. The scorpion. Yeah. This, the scorpion yeah. is the base form, the, the lowest form, if you mm -hmm. will, and the snake being the, um, the middle. Mm -hmm. form and then the the highest form is the, the eagle. eagle or phoenix right? yeah so yeah. solid as the the dense form the mm -hmm. scorpion kind of mm -hmm. and then liquid the undulations of the mm -hmm. snake and gaseous form the, the air of the eagle yeah yeah and you know uh that reminds me the scorpion part 
the scorpion looks so much like the armored death. You know, it has that black uh, mm. casing around it. And this card is also associated with the Kefra beetle, which I don't know what that is. Do you? <laughs> I forgot to look it up before we did. What do you this. mean? What it is? Oh, well, I, I mean, is it this? Is it a scarab beetle? Is yeah, it the same thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, scarab. Beetle. All right. So, yep. so that's even more significant because, first of all, not only is it that, um, that right, the mythology's there. Yeah, yeah. It's not only you know hard encased in armor, like you know, like the scorpion, like the death figure on the weight card, but it's also isn't that the beetle that carries the sun? The sun on mm-hmm. yeah. So. In Liberesh, that's the uh, yeah the sun beneath the earth. So yeah, so that's the passage beneath the earth. Kefra in it- thy sinking. Ah, okay, carrying it to the other side to rise again. So this it's the death of the sun uh, every day, Tiferet to um to car- to rise again in victory, Netzach on the other side, carried by this armored beetle. Yeah, it's pretty perfect. Die daily. <laughs> die daily, die often. <laughs> the snake is, uh, um, I read, I think Crowley said, if not someone talking about his card, that life and death are opposite curves of the serpent. Mm, nice. The serpent of creation and destruction, mm. which is why we have to have a snake in practically every single card. <laughs> and um, another thing I love about this card are those... The lines, see those lines that are yeah. right, twisty, kind of in the thought card, lines? yeah, yeah, and it reminds me of DNA. But you can guess what Snuffin says it is. What he says is it's it? the skeleton's phallus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is. It is coming out of his groin area. <laughs> <laughs> but and and even if it to me it looks like DNA, but DNA and the phallus are mm, intertwined. Are yeah. sort of um, similar in nature, you could say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and it is coming from mm, that general area, but the lines are actually attached to his legs, almost as if yes, he's a, I feel like a he's puppet, dancing them, a, right? A marionette, right, or right. almost looks like he's getting pulled. Up through the waters, and that made me think of fish and fish hook, you know? Yes, and if yes, you do yes. reduce mm-hmm. this card, you get four. So the emperor, <laughs> the fish hook. But hey, that's what made me think I know. Of, I, it that's, looks like he's getting pulled. It by these, does. Well, it by could be. Or, or what if, what if he's like a spider and he's weaving his web, you know, the other way around? I don't know. It's just interesting. There's just like this continuous thread of life, which he doesn't appear to be cutting with his scythe. Mm, no, he's stirring. He's stirring. Stirring up yeah. the muck and releasing those bubbles of gas with new life. Yeah. And you can see, yeah. the, so the, the scythe blade, see how it chops the head off symbolically of that lower figure? There's two figures here. Mm-hmm. So see the, oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. lower one yeah. and he's separating... Actually, I think that was in Snuffin's book. He said he's like symbolically decapitating that lower figure and then mm-hmm. the, the, the more vital figure is rising up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In this bubble. So that, that figure mm-hmm. that's kind of below looks kind of slumped over and, right. and dead. Right. <laughs> right. And that releasing those resources to make new life. Yeah. There's another reference, solar reference that's kind of implicit, which I, I talked about back when we were in the fool card about the red feather in the weight card, um, where the, the, the fool has this red feather that reaches towards the sun in the weight color card, in the weight card. And then in the sun card, you have the child with the red feather, which reaches toward the sun. And here you have the, death card with this helmet with this red feather that's drooping and it's Mm. sort of like as the light of the sun wanes the feather uh uh what's a way to put it that's not (laughs) the feather deflates the feather wilts the feather (laughs) detumesces the flaccid feather (laughs) oh my god here we go (laughs) here we go again Welcome to the pub of the esoteric, the flaccid feather. <laughs> On a more serious note, when when you mentioned the uh, whole unnamed aspect of mm-hmm. the Marseille death cards, it mm-hmm. made me think of the unnumbered fool. Yes, and yes, so there's the a there's a death the, fool right. 
there's a death fool reference. Uh, no, there's another, and there's another really good connection between the two of them in Marseille because they are the two cards. If you place them side by side, it is, they are in the same position. They're in the same body language. They're holding their utensils in the same way. It's almost as if, as though, uh, the fool has been unclothed of his flesh and mm. become death. It's really one interesting. One is unnamed and one is unnumbered. <laughs> yes, that's right. And, and, uh, in between, it, it makes was, me think of he the, was blank, unclothed. The, the blank rune, too. That <laughs> yeah. I forget yeah, yeah, the yeah. name of that one, but oh, it's, gosh. it's blank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. Okay, so so the astrological minors associated with Scorpio and therefore death are the five, six, and seven of cups, the lord of disappointment or loss in pleasure, uh, the lord of pleasure, and the Lord of Debauch, or Illusionary Success. Fascinating, I think, all of them. Mm. Um, so the first one is the Five of Cups, of course, the Cracked Cups of Mars, mm. bowl in a china shop. <laughs> yeah. Cracked and spilled. So cracked in the Thoth version and spilled in the right weight version. Uh, oh, and, and also Mars is in his rulership and throughout the sign of Scorpio. And then in this Deccan, he's ruling this Deccan. So there's a whole lot of Mars right. going it on. It seems here. like there's almost too much Mars is the yeah. problem with that card, which you'd think would be a good thing. But apparently in the sign of water, too much fire and too much Mars is not necessarily yeah pleasant yeah i think of this as like mars's ambition getting the best of him you know he's so hungry he's so power mad and then he's never happy mm. right because he's always thinking the hungry ghost yeah, never it's yeah, never enough ghost, exactly. <laughs> that's it it's like it's never enough you have your two full cups behind you but it's it's no good and you know it's glass not only half empty but like Completely empty, actually. And in the third card, you, is it the one with the transparent glasses? Yeah, 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 that are cracked. The dried sea, the dried uh, sea yeah, bed. Yeah, and the wilting flowers and yeah, the idea of fiery Mars having dried up all the water there is. Right. And I think in your Tabula Mundi card, you have the like dead fish skeletons. Literally, <laughs> yes. The, the, yep. Yeah. The cracked earth and dead fish. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have such a relief to go on to the Six of Cups, yeah. the Lord That's, of Pleasure. This is one of the most beautiful miners. Yeah, it you know. is absolutely stunning. Um, you know, and interesting when you think of it, uh, this idea of the, the sun and death together, mm. you know, that that is somehow a a happy union. But I think in a the way... sun upon the waters. Yeah. Swimming in the beautiful lake yeah. sparkly sun shining and there is you. a sort of a uh, a sense of exchange and harmony within it you know um mm. you know it's a yes six the card of tiferet yeah the heart center you know the yeah. The balanced solar force. It's the gift you give. I mean, I always think about that with the six of cups. There's a selflessness about it and a, like a caring for someone else, the giving and the taking. And even like in the, in the death card, there's that idea that the, the setting sun, you know, it's like you die to rise again. Mm. Right. I mean, the idea that it's, um, that by, your altruism gives rise to new life or your sacrifice gives rise to new life. It's just interesting to see how like the tower and death produce such a disastrous effect in the five of cups. And then the sun and death turn into something completely different right. in the next. Yep. Yeah. And then we have, Oh, this is the most interesting <laughs> of all the Bunch. Venus and Scorpio card or Venus ruler of the Deccan of the third decan of Scorpio, Lord of Debaucher, Lord of Illusionary Success. Venus is in her detriment throughout the sign of Scorpio and yet ruler of this decan. And so it provides a certain relief. So the, the, the dark side of the Seven of Cups is very clearly expressed in the Thoth card, right? So the hangover card. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. The idea that the, that something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Right. <laughs> that that uh, that that there's a putrefaction and decay. But the 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 lighter side of it is expressed in the Rider Waite card. The fantasy and the artistic 
impulse that comes from this card. Mm. I've always thought of it as the card of the artist. So it's a card of decay and addiction, but also giving rise to fantastic right. forms. I guess it all depends on how you see illusion, mm -hmm. you know, whether mm -hmm. you see it as positive or negative. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, think of this card as being like Mrs. Haversham's wedding cake. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It has an artistry of its own. But I also think of this card as like recycling and compost and fungi. You know, mm. it's sort of like the decay of things. That grows out yeah things. that's so nutrient and rich for growing things or like you know like your fish skeleton in the five of cups fish you know yeah. matter Fertilizer, is fantastic right, for right. growing new things yep. you know so somehow out of that you know it's the whole scorpio transformation thing where you know out of this decay and death comes something new and potentially beautiful right you know Right. The Venus element the, here. The gases, gassy elements that rise from the putrefying, you yeah. know, swamp. <laughs> it seems especially appropriate that in this final decan, you know, the Empress or Venus makes an appearance and she mm, starts to grow Life something. and death again. Yeah, life and yeah. death together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything else? Oh, colors? Want to talk about the colors? Colors, yeah. Well... There's the so we had in the last card the greens but here we, or blues and greens and mm -hmm. um, now in this card we have a green blue for the king scale so it's a beautiful color actually it's gorgeous one of my favorite colors is that kind of tealy green blue of the of the ocean waters mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and then there's a there's browns in the card there's a dull brown and a livid uh, indigo brown or something <laughs> or livid indigo blue actually is it? it was but mm -hmm. then there's the uh there's a very dark brown or a dark brown and a dull brown there's like well. a beetle brown about it yeah, yeah. that's the very dark brown mm -hmm. i guess that would be the color of the scarab beetle yeah the shiny the dung beetle yeah so yeah. dull browns and shiny dark browns and livid indigos and mm -hmm. green blue of the water mm-hmm which we don't see so, I mean, we see a little bit of blue in the weight card, but it's more, it's not a coherent color argument the way it is in, mm -hmm. in the Thoth card. Yeah. And you don't really see the browns mm -hmm. anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's okay. But that's okay. That's okay. And then there's the black for, you know, the Saturn reference. There's mm -hmm. Right. So gods that we associate with this are, um, you know, Pluto, Hades, um, uh, hypnos because you know sleep and death mm. being similar and mars of course because of morpheus, rulership of <laughs> scorpio yeah. oh yeah morpheus too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. although i think of that as more with the moon card mm. Mm, i know what you mean yeah so I think we can probably go to I think smells. so. Well, before or, that, I, I just wanted to sort of uh, mention some of the other animals that go with death. Um, the idea that, you know, there are other animals that are like the bat and the wolf and the vulture, you know, animals that recycle um, flesh, basically, mm. into, into new life, uh, help break it down. The yeah, vulture. I've been yeah. seeing a lot of those lately. Yeah. Cleaning up the roadkill. And there's so much of it around right now. Okay, so, yeah, I think we could go to smells. Um, so, uh, myrrh, again, is one of, because it's a water sign, but you already smelled the, see, the sweet myrrh for... Um, more Saturn. More Saturn. I think of myrrh and Saturn and Binan. Yeah, um, but specifically, one of the things that goes with this path is benzoin. Hmm, that's yeah. surprising. Yeah, I can't remember why. I found it in the per I ritual use of perfumes. Because Venusian. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of... and sweet and... There's a lot of overlap, yeah. you know, and there are, there are probably only, you know, a dozen uh, esoteric resins that, you know, that, that people agree on, and we have 22 majors, so there's a little bit of repetition. But you know what I also associate with, uh, with death? Dung. <laughs> well, I didn't bring that, but I did bring some tobacco, mm. tobacco smell, which is really interesting to me. And, yep. you know, that's not a very conventional reference good. for Scorpio. Yeah, I like it too, but it is a conventional reference for Mars. And so for me, you know, like if you... I think in the voodoo tradition, if you want to call up Baron Samdi, who is associated with death, right... You leave tobacco at a crossroads and 
some liquor and stuff like that. Say, I mean, you don't know, forget the booze. <laughs> don't forget the booze. <laughs> you know, so there's, there's this, there's, there is a sacred use of tobacco in a lot of different places uh, mm-hmm. indigenously. And, and there's something about the way that tobacco affects the body, the fact that we smoke it and burn it, you know, that it seems very, closely tied to death like besides the fact that tobacco kills you but Put another nail in your coffin <laughs> uh-huh. as they say yeah. Coffin nails. yeah so um and and tobacco has actually become a really popular ingredient in perfume lately because there's a whole line of um so so the designer tom ford has uh has a uh perfume that might even be called tobacco vanilla and that launched like a whole sort of trend in tobacco vanilla perfumes so so i uh my own scorpio perfume is a tobacco vanilla because <laughs> not because i love being derivative but because it just smells so good you can imagine how this smells with vanilla right mm. there's just like a balance and a sweetness and sort of naughtiness to it that's really cool so um okay so there's that and then uh yes yeah, so that blue green that you mentioned. So, uh, that we remember that green is associated with Venus, which is the, the note, uh, F sharp. We go up one half step and we get to G or G to, um, to. That one sounds more deathy. <laughs> more deathy to, uh, to, to associate with the color blue green on the absolutic path of death. How cool would it be if like Beethoven's fifth or something was, <laughs> I think it, you know what? I think it starts on G. Da, 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 da. Okay. I'm going to check that. Hang on. Hang on. All right. Victory is mine. So G, G is actually the first note of Beethoven's fifth. Kind of random, but very cool. And it, as usual, it makes you wonder about Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the key themes to remember for death. We barely talked about death in, as an ending, but we talked a lot about it's, death. It's a willing ending. It's as like a willing release, release. It's a release right. of what you right. are ready to a, re- a release of accumulated stored nutrients of, mm. you know, of um, being able to harvest or reap what you sowed, what you grew, um, and being able to start a new cycle with that. Um, so, so for those of you who may have had an uneasy relationship with death, the key is transformation, not ending. On that happy note, I think we're done. Okay. So uh, join us next time for, oh, a little card called temperance. <laughs> See you then. And that's our show for today. You can find us at www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse, where you'll also find new episode announcements and loads of extra articles and visuals, which will help you follow along with the show. You can also show your love for fortunes wheelhouse by leaving us a review on iTunes or picking up a fortunes wheelhouse t-shirt or tote bag or mug at our shop, which you can find at redbubble.com slash people slash wheelhouse 93 slash shop. There's lots of ways to be a hero of the astral plane, and we so appreciate your support.